Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So lose in arm wrestling. And meet up with pretty much every character from the past six episodes. Because today we're bringing you The Mandalorian. Well, we are talking this week about Chapter 7 of Ochreklning, uh, directed by Deborah Chow and released December 18th, 2019, 155 days ago. Yeah, and it was Ethan, a five-day week for this one. It was a short week? Yeah. I thought that oh. this had happened because they. I think they tried to, like, bookend Christmas. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I remembered this happening legitimately, and I was wondering when we were going to actually get to it because I knew they weren't all a full week. That was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 100% on the old RT. Yeah. Now, Ethan, this one clocks in right at 35 minutes, which seems short and is always appreciated by Jaboy, because I was able to watch it during my lunch break and eat. Uh, but 35 minutes, it felt so much longer. Yeah, this it just... Like, I get that it's a lot of... Like, this is this is chapter eight, part one, basically. Like... Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's the finale, part one. Right. But... It just took forever, man. It just drags. Because it doesn't yeah. have a, like, I mean, it does have the full structure, but, like, you get the, basically the end of Act 1 is the end of this episode. Yeah, you get... This uh, doesn't have a three-act structure the way the other ones have. Right, and this the others don't end with Quill being dead. They Yeah, the others don't end with Quill being dead, which is brutal. Yeah, that was such a... That was such a pull because it was like, man, of all the people that he met, I really did like Quill. Like, yeah, like Quill's the best. Well, I like Cara Dune too, but she, I don't think, dies ever. Uh, I believe, I, I don't know. We're not spoiling the last episode. I don't remember, but I do know that there is some serious racism towards her for being uh, a rebel or a. I don't New know Republic if that's racism. I don't know if racism is the right word, but like, as soon as he sees the tattoo, he's like, you better hide that up. Wouldn't want anybody to know that you're well, that. I Maybe mean, it's not racism. Maybe it's like she was a Nazi and these people were not Nazis. I think it's no, probably the other way yeah. around, but. <laughs> right, because it's the Empire that's going to get mad at her. Right. The Empire doesn't like the rebel shock trooper. Correct. Unless, do the rebels have shock troopers? I mean, obviously, yes. I don't remember what Cara Dune's affiliation was. I know that the Empire is not going to be happy to see her. Yeah. Perhaps it's because be like, she was Empire and then she like she's a deserter. Yeah, she's Finn. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be happy to see Finn. They usually no. aren't or weren't. They usually... Kylo Ren knows about Finn the deserter. Yeah, like historically, they're not. Yeah, a, a, a janitor goes missing, and they they inform <laughs> the supreme leader. Right. He was okay. So he went from like janitor to on Kylo Ren's ship. So clearly, there was some sort of merit to his value. What do you mean? Well, like, how do you go from janitor to I'm going to go with Kylo Ren to ransack the village where? Luke Skywalker's map is hidden. Plot devices! No, it can't be that it simple. It can, though. It's Star Wars. Star Wars. They were like, 3PO! Because Finn needed to be there, but also he needed to be unimportant. Right. He needed to be He nobody. needed to be lower than just your regular, average, everyday stormtrooper. And it very well may be, because they're all supposed to be like clones and, and, and brainwashed people and whatever. It may very well be that just like, oh, it's Sanitation's turn to raid the village. Like... <laughs> You think so? Where they're like, okay, so District 12 goes in now. And well, they... I mean, since when, okay, when do any of the bad guys in Star Wars, especially vis-a-vis Stormtroopers, like, the only time the Stormtroopers have ever been good at anything is in this episode of The Mandalorian. 
They wreck. They pretty face. effectively wreck face. And again, I think that's sort of like that is why I like the the Mandalorian so much is because you see like what you get a feeling for the first time of what it is actually like for stormtroopers to come into your town. Right. Because yes. obviously, obviously a Jedi can kill a hundred stormtroopers like it's nothing. But there are like by the end of it, two of them. I think at this stage there was, who would be alive? Luke, Leia, Ahsoka. Is Ahsoka alive? I don't know. No idea. Uh, Leia is not a Jedi. Yes, she is. No, she's a force user. She's not a Jedi. Yes, she is. She sends Rey through the trials and she has a lightsaber. She is a Jedi. She is not at this point. At some young age she was. Nah. Maybe not right now because this is right after Empire, right? This is right after Return of the Jedi. Or Return of the Jedi, that's what yeah. I meant. That, that's what I was picturing in my head. But she was, like, very close to being Jedi at this stage. She would have gotten her shop wrecked, for sure. Not the way, like, she is nobody at this point compared to Luke. Not as, as far as Jedi training goes. Now, is she a super badass? Of course. Always has been. But, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her, you know, one of the Jedi Knights, the last remaining in the galaxy. Who, okay, so what Jedi were you referring to at this stage? Just Luke, right? I didn't say at this stage. You said at this stage. No, you said there were like two Jedi. I said at Jedi. one point. And then you said there were two Jedi. Yeah, Rey Who? and Kylo. Oh, they come back. They're not They're not alive yet, right? Rey would be young. Right, but I'm talking about like at the end of it, there were two of them. Yes, at the end, there were two of them. I think it also gives value to how powerful the Jedi are. If one Jedi can take out a hundred of these that, guys. That, that, and, that was the other end of that sentence. Yeah, was yeah. that like that gives testament to how powerful the Jedi are. But like we never get to see that side of the because they're in the freaking um, ships just like cutting down stormtroopers left and right like it's no problem but like the stormtroopers are a force to be reckoned with apparently yeah but then you also get this situation where it's like i mean are they because the droids battle the clones in attack of the clones and the gungans beat the droids in phantom menace although would the gungan army hold up well against stormtroopers um i feel like the stormtroopers have gotten better if that makes sense not that better but like makes sense more and more violent think, and oppressive each stormtrooper each each clone trooper is supposed to be a clone version of somebody who can defeat a mandalorian i mean i guess we're about to find out what uh Django what and Boba Fett's relationship is vis-a-vis Mandalorians. Right. <laughs> Apparently Boba Fett's not dead. Uh, of course not. Why would he be dead? Because <laughs> he fell into the Sarlacc pit to be digested is for it, a is thousand it, doesn't years. Doesn't he canonically climb out of it though? There's like a hand or I, something? I'm sure he does. I don't remember if that's true or not. I mean it is like obviously something happens. I know but like I can picture a scene but I don't know if it's like a real scene or not. You know what I mean? Right. I yeah, can't remember I do off the top of my head. And we'll have to ask Casey Winters when he's back on the show next week. Yeah, Casey will know. Casey Casey knows exactly where Boba Fett is absolutely. at all times. Yeah. Um, yeah, the stormtroopers show up and and absolutely wreck everything. And now, I, you know, it, it's not hard for me to believe that there's like a, a, an elite band of stormtroopers remaining loyal to the Empire and Grand Moff Gideon. Yeah, I think that's that definitely makes sense to me. Yeah, like I have no trouble believing that. No, I feel like the, the Empire falls and you're like, well, I'm obviously not just going to go to the New Republic. Right. And, and clearly the New Republic is garbage. Well, it gets turned to space dust pretty soon. In like 25 years. When Yeah. When like five of the planets just. Yeah. I mean, this they sure have a lot of comments to make about like Leia Organa's leadership of the New Republic during this period. She was young. Although I guess There's she wasn't in charge, learn. probably. 
like supreme chancellor leo Organa, she might have been just general or whatever but i'm sure home. they established some new set i think they talk about that the, in the force awakens about there being some new like republic senate probably but and I, they just clearly it doesn't work I, I i don't know why they're trying to govern this many planets it doesn't need to be an empire because yeah. even the new republic is like an empire it's not like they went from wow empire you to... figured out star wars right i know they even explain in this episode uh not gideon but the other guy the the Werner the Herzog, first guy. whatever his Werner name Herzog, is. Yeah. yeah, he's like, look at any metric. The Empire was a good thing. The Empire, and the Empire betters every system it touches. Like it just doesn't. I mean, you guys are it? evil. We, are they? Yes, I they mean, are. They blew up Alderaan. They are, like, are are menacing and oppressive, and half the you know entire population lives in slavery. Is that true? I don't know what the Empire does. I know that on Tatooine there was slavery and no Empire. There was Empire, not when Anakin was there. Well, there wasn't an Empire until after Anakin. That's I guess Anakin is you know is the Empire. Yeah, he cr- kind of created the Empire. <laughs> But it's sort okay, of like the end of Revenge of the end Sith. End of the Galactic Senate. Yeah. yeah. Start of, of uh, Palpatine's empire. Yeah. When Palpatine literally rips down the chairs and throws them at Yoda. That's a great symbolic scene. Yeah. It's a strong one. Yeah. Um, also, all of that movie is good. But yeah. Like the, 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 the Senate wasn't the, the old Republic wasn't good. The Empire wasn't good. The New Republic isn't good. The First Order's not good. That's the whole point of this series is like, just let planets be planets. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah, you cannot govern Ewoks the same way that you govern Gungans the same way that... Even let Naboo be planet. The Gungans were right. They were like, we don't want to deal with the Nubians. Right, it's like, it's like... On, yeah, yeah. In, in, inter, not interplanetary, intraplanet, like, inside the planet, each ecosystem has trouble surviving. Well, and like you get to Endor and you don't, or the moons of Endor, and you don't get the idea that the Ewoks are like, well, I'm, I'm pretty pro-Republic. You get the idea that they're like, I'm pretty pro-C-3PO. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's the end of their government. Like, they don't appear to be governed any further than like the Empire would just wipe them out. Right. And, and like the Jawas clearly aren't pro-Empire. Right. The Jawas are pro-Jawa. Yeah. It is the full height humanoid species you got to worry about. Yeah. Something, something white people and tribes. Yes. Colonialism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a very thinly veiled metaphor in here that I'm not necessarily going to unveil. Just it, do your reading. You'll figure it out pretty quick. What old George Lucas was trying to say. Maybe. Maybe he just wanted to tell a story. That's what I like to believe about Star Wars is that he was just like, no man, Luke Skywalker sword man shows up and he battles his oh, dad. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. Crazy. Just like J.R.R. Tolkien only... Just wanted to talk about a world that he invented himself, and it definitely isn't an allegory for anything. I Okay, I think there's a chance that Tolkien is just talking about a world that he created for himself, and it's easy to read between the lines as to what it was inspired by. I don't even think it's that. I think that that, that the inspiration is there, whether it is conscious or unconscious. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that like, it's not reading between the lines. It's It's there. He may not have intended it to be there, but it is there. Well, you gotta, like, here's what I always think about works like that is, especially as somebody who creates things, now definitely, I am not J.R.R. Tolkien or uh, George Lucas in any, any capacity. Let me be very clear about that. But I think it would be hard to write something without pulling on inspiration from experiences you've had because you only know the things that you've experienced. Right. Right? Like, I can't, I could do research and learn about and and read about and, and try to psyche my mind into experiences about writing a novel from the perspective of a pregnant mother. But I couldn't just sit down and write that without 
doing that research, but I could sit down and write about what it's like to be an expecting father. Yeah. Because I've already experienced that. This is why so many of the most problematic books ever written have been written by white dudes who tried to write about things that white dudes simply cannot experience. What do you think about books, man? I, I, I'm i a big fan of books. Yeah, I'm a big, big book guy. I have like a medal somewhere that says I read better than everybody else in my third grade class. Always been a big book guy. You know what else you have, Ethan? You know what else you have? What? You have a cup that said that you were in the symphonic band in high school yeah are we gonna get back to this again i just like i don't know why i don't have one and, and you and, and mike and chris and everybody got one but i, I no not everybody one. got one i got one and michael got one did chris not get one no i bet he got one i don't think he did i mean he might have gotten one for something else i just feel like i i would have enjoyed one i'm not saying you don't deserve one i mean I'm but that I is but too. that is what you're saying though like on some level you are bitter that i got it and you didn't and you have been for 10 years and you won't let it go <laughs> i just feel like, like you know I this really you know the scene in in goodwill hunting where robin williams has to get it checked because for the first time stellan skarsgård is like it's it's why do you care so much about the fields medal i'll give it to you i don't care it's not about that that is what this is you can have my cup dude I don't need it. If it would better our relationship, you can have it. But I'm sick but and I damn tired of talking it. about the cup. I want you to have it. Then stop bringing it up. It is a cup that is slightly squishy. I don't know what you want. Is it squishy? Yeah, it's made of pewter. It's like soft. Well, that's that's pretty freaking cool. Maybe we'll make bacon and eggs cups. Bacon and eggs Jefferson cups? Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're called Jefferson cups. How do you, How do I make those? I uh, imagine you just Google them and somebody that's... has them ready to engrave. I don't think Brian Quakenbush went out with a hammer and forged a Jefferson <laughs> cup in his backyard to give to me and Michael Metter and nobody else. <laughs> that is exactly what they are. Uh, Silverandpetergifts.com. Here we go. All right. This is going to be great. They're $31. Unless you want a sterling silver one, in which case they are $424. <laughs> Which is just a teensy weensy bit more. What I mean, get, make yourself a Jefferson Cup, man. Go for it. If it's going to make you feel better, it, says, it can say best podcast host. Do you want one? I feel like it would be rude if I got one and you didn't. I don't think it would. I, I don't want a fake award that we made for ourselves. I want to win a Streamy <laughs> or a Webby, not a Jefferson Cup. All right, we'll see about the Jefferson Cup. If one shows up at your house, I expect to see a video of you destroying it. I will not destroy it. You wouldn't even know how to mail something to me. <laughs> Why would you say that? You don't know my address. <laughs> That's true. I don't. But I do know. I do know. I think you've sent it to me. My address? Yeah. Well, don't say it out loud on the podcast for God's Obviously, sake. Obviously, I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay. Can we uh, get back to the Mandalorian? This is a really good yeah. episode. Okay. So Quill dies, shows man. back up. We get Quill back. Quill dies. And then we go back and Grand Moff Tarkin is like, right? That's the dude's name. Grandmoff Gideon? No, the first guy. What are you talking about? The black dude. Grief Karga. Grief Karga. Carl Weathers, yeah. Yeah, Grief Karga. Who's Tarkin? Grandmoff Tarkin, Tarkin is like the guy that's in charge of everything. Guy, in, in yeah, the guy that's in charge of everything. Original trilogy. <laughs> Grief Karga is who I'm thinking but of. But he has been we replaced get... by Grandmoff Gideon, played by yes. Giancarlo Esposito in this episode. Yes. So you've got the crew, the, the gang's all back together. The gang's they all back, back to together. This. We spend a good 10 minutes wrangling everybody up. Gotta go get Cara Dune. Gotta go find Queel again. Queel's reprogrammed the IG unit. That needs a montage. Mando still doesn't trust the IG unit. And then we gotta go find Carl Weathers because he can act badly again. Carl Weathers is so bad in this show. Mando, welcome. You can like almost hear Mando skipping the cutscene, like the dialogue. Mando, yeah. welcome back. We need to go. I see you brought the... <laughs> well, I can... I see why. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I died in the fight. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, 
I just want to. I just want to fight the thing. I want to fight the thing. I, I, I failed riding the blur across the desert. Right, and then you get this great, great scene where a bunch of Star Wars characters are attacked by pterodactyls. Yep. And, like, what? Just absolutely stalling for time here. Well, they got to got to show uh, Yoda doing the uh, baby Yoda, the child doing the uh, force healing. Yeah, yeah. There's, grief, there's two force moments to get injured. in this episode. Yeah, two two uh, force moments. There's the force choke and the force heal, which is great duality. Great both sides of the coin. How's he gonna end up? A Mandalorian's kind of a ambiguously bad good guy. So is he gonna be a, like a Jedi baby Yoda or like a evil baby Yoda? I don't know. It's a great I like question. The scene where where Carrot doing uh, it's like to do MMA stuff in the middle of the episode. That was cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. Like, we needed to um, show baby Yoda being bad. And, like, force choking Cara Dune. But, like, why were they arm wrestling? Because they're, like, it's the rare instance where he meets somebody who's, like, his match, you know, that's, like, equally Yeah, but it just seems so off from his personality. I feel like he gets back from his mission with the other crew and he's like, man, I hated them. And then he sees a familiar face and she sees a familiar mask and she's like, all right, arm wrestle a clock, baby. Yeah. I've been really trying. I think they're a smart match. They're in love, is what I'm trying to say. Do you remember that time there were pterodactyls out of nowhere? Is that a Pirates of the Caribbean reference? Elizabeth. Yeah, absolutely. That was I had to I had to place where I'd heard that line before. Took me a second. It's not even it's not even him that says that. It's uh well maybe he does say it, but the the maid says it. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. It would be a smart match. And then he's like, Well that will turn her. That will turn her. Will is too bold. Will turn her. Will Can we do are the rest of the Pirates movies on Disney Plus? Can we please make a series out of this? Out of what? The Pirates movies. A series of what? Watching them and then reviewing them. Oh yeah, sure. I love those. I've only seen four of them. There's five. I've seen three, so. <laughs> Our hunt for new content is uh, down the line. Okay, so we want polished finish. What? Uh, we're on the uh, silver gifts and pew- silver and pewter gifts. Oh my god, are you again. actually buying yourself a trophy? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know this will this will really piss you off. What? I don't even know where it is. No, surely you do. I don't. Surely you did. It was on your desk in college, so it's around. Yeah, it was on my last desk. Well, it's still the same desk. It's on my desk before I moved. And so it's either here or somewhere, or it's at my mom's house somewhere. It is not currently on my desk. Oh, man. How do you live without it? Because it means nothing to me. <laughs> is it, it is an award that I sort of remember getting. <laughs> I just remember he was like running down the names Nine of years the ago. seniors in band. And I was like, oh, my name's not in there. I wonder why. But it wasn't just me who didn't get one, but it also wasn't like it didn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to the people who did get it. I don't know. I'm not bitter. Yeah. The more you say things like that, the more it's just like, I guess you don't realize what you're saying being offensive. It's not that I there's no way to end that one. sentence without you telling me I don't deserve it. You literally just said, I, I didn't seem there was any rhyme or reason to who got one. <laughs> It is not that I thought you didn't deserve one. It's that I thought other people didn't deserve one. Right, but I'm not the person to complain about this, too. (laughs) Okay, so... We come back to, what is the name of this planet? I literally, I'm so bad at Star Wars. You know like how you read Harry Potter one time and you're like, I know every detail about every character in this whole freaking series Yeah, because Harry Potter's written better. (laughs) Yeah, and I watch Star Wars all the time and I'm like, I literally, what's his name? Obi-Wan Kenobi? (laughs) That's old Ben Kenobi. (laughs) 
That's old, that's old Ben. What a weird thing. This is gonna sound weird. I love the prop design of the blasters that Grief Karga has. I think they look really yeah, cool. Yeah, they're cool. They're very cool. Yeah. It just makes him look more like a person that kind of like exists on the tether, like the, the outside of the law. Yeah. Like oh, he's cool with the, notice. he's cool with the empire up until this moment, but also like he doesn't care about the empire. He's not empire. No, he's not. He's not an empire sympathizer. He's a bounty hunter sympathizer. Kind of. Who sets these bounties and who pays them? I guess that's the thing, right? You yeah, come to Grief Karga and you say. Yeah, you come to Grief Karga and you say, I have a thing that wants doing. He is Craigslist or like Angie's list. Craigslist. Cargo list. Yeah, like he he is the guy that listens to people that say, I have a thing I can do. He's Fiverr, right? Right. You He's pay you pay Grief Karga. Grief Karga pays the person whose job who does the job. And you can and go and you cut. can log in either as a person doing a job or as a person who needs a job done. What do you think of the word pucks? I don't like the word pucks. They don't say what does it that even mean? You know, little bounty pucks. Oh, pucks. Like a weird, like, yeah, well, look like hockey, like hockey puck. Okay, but there's no hockey in Star Wars, maybe. Okay, but like, we only have so many words in the English language. You can only, like, use so many BS Star Wars words before people stop understanding you. That's true. That is my issue with a lot of fantasy things, is they make up words for too many things. I actually right. run into this issue, like, playing fantasy video games, where they don't even make up the word, but there's, like, a million different words for sword. And then you pick up a, a, a you know, a sword, and they're like, oh, sweet, falchion. It's falchion. Literally whatever. That describes the sword, though. That is a specific type of sword. I can bring a falchion to mind. Gladius? Uh, no. Let's see. Falks? Uh, I think those are names. Zulfikar? I, again, I think these are names. Not nouns. Names. These are types of... No, so this is the types of swords Wikipedia page. Mm. A kanjar is an Arabian uh, dagger. They're the ones that have like the really ornate uh, shithe, sheaths. Mm. Shides. Tell that to Kanja Club. Yes, tell that to Kanja Club. All I'm saying is there's lots of words for swords and you play these fantasy video games and it's like, oh, look at you. You found a Nandao. Right, but all that matters is it's a sword. Like you don't need to know what Falchon means. It's a, it's a, is it a shorter sword? It looks like a shorter sword. It's uh, like um, like a almost like a scimitar, but it doesn't have that same curve, right? It curves, but like it's the whole blade doesn't curve. It is a single-edged sword, like a scimitar, though. Yes, this is what I was picturing. Yes, and the uh, the guard, the cross guard, covers like one side of your hand. Yeah, yeah, yep. This is exactly what I was picturing. Yeah, it's more like a machete than a scimitar. Yeah, falchion punch. But like, so, so video games, I was actually thinking about this like last night as opposed or about why D&D is so much better than video games. Because it's the best. Because you can just like, you can like reason can up. with the game. Yes. You can like explain why you should beat the thing. Whereas like in Dark Souls, you just die. It just kills. Me. Right. Like you don't have the right numbers. Like you're not strong enough. Right. Um. But yeah, like it, it doesn't matter what the types of swords are in video games. The game tells you whether or not you can hold it. And that's all that matters. Right. Is this sword or is this not sword? Right. Behind all of the code, will this improve your stats or lower your stats? Right. Because that's all the game is doing is it's giving you a plus whatever to hit. Right. There are games that are like so thinly veiled in D&D. Like genuinely, if you've ever played Knights of the Old Republic, it is like this gives you a plus one to attack rolls is like your skill. Like that's what that does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking uh, about swords. You were mad about Falchons. Yes. Well, let's bring it so, back to the Mandalorian who does not use a Falchon. He does not use a Falchon. He does use a fiber blade, which I think gives like plus two to hit. I don't know. Um, not a fiber blade, a stun baton. Uh, I, I I think we're back on track with this episode. It was poorly paced and I felt like I was watching it for a long time, but I am invested. Like I do care now in a way that before it felt very, very monster of the week. 
Yeah, I think I, I would have preferred it if they just did. And I get that, like, you need the the, the cliffhanger of Quill dying or whatever. Uh, very Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one. But I, I would have preferred it if it was just one hour at long episode. Yeah. Instead of two or, 30 minute and change long episodes. Or a 90 minute episode or, or like a two hour episode. Just really give me like a well paced. Well, no, I don't think they gave us any less than they needed to. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because I remember episode eight being very good. So you said it was a cliffhanger. I like didn't feel cliffhanger at the end of this episode. I just felt like, I guess like we leave them within in danger and everything. I guess I just felt like this is season one of a show they're definitely going to make more of, even though it wasn't that good so far. I'm not worried about, like, I, I still feel no stakes for. I mean, yeah, I haven't felt any stakes at any point. But it's a Disney thing. There's never stakes. I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. I never for a second felt like Moana wasn't going to save the island. Like That's true. But I still felt tension in that film. I don't feel any tension here. I felt tension at the end of this one. The first time I watched it. I, I can't feel, t- feel it now because I know what happens. Yeah. I know what goes on forward. Um, But like we end this episode. Quill is dead. The stormtroopers have the child and uh, mando and cara dune are pinned by pinned bad by by freaking uh what's his name gideon yeah gideon yeah, graves. yeah yeah um <laughs> gideon graves <laughs> uh oh what was his name in breaking back oh i know uh los pollos hermanos yeah that uh, guy um uh richard it's not no. richard gustavo fring Yes. That guy. The, the most terrifying screen villain ever in television. Like, yeah. you got you got Giancarlo Esposito stepping out of the, the you know, super bad TIE fighter. Just like, yep, okay. Well, they're screwed. Got it. Yeah. I this felt is, tension at the end it. of this the first time I watched it, for sure. All um, right. I don't, I don't feel it anymore again because, like, there's... And it's a cliffhanger because there's a reveal that happens pretty much immediately in the next episode. Yes. I can't remember the next episode. I'm excited to watch it, though. Oh, it's about to play on my television. Well, hit pause. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, I, I think it's a cliffhanger. It, it just, and I get that that's why they did it. Well, and, and they just said eight episodes and eight, eight episodes rings a lot better than seven for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even gives you another week, another week to open the app. Yeah, exactly. And they really milked the thing for all it was worth this season. Yeah. I think, I, I hope at least anyway that the next season is a little bit more full season story driven. I am not excited for Boba Fett to come back. I'm not either, which is so weird to me because, like, I love all things Star Wars, but I've never cared for Boba Fett. Yeah, I've never cared about Boba Fett ever. Yeah. Even when he was a kid. I was like, oh, cool kid. Oh, neat, neat, uh, neat callback there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. (laughs) You're gonna, you're gonna reskin that guy into Boba Fett for the rest of the series, aren't you? Yep. Totally. Yeah. Gonna have him re-record the lines for a remaster. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they got the dude that plays Django Fett to, like, redo all the Boba Fett's lines for the remasters. Oh, it's like three lines. It would have taken him an afternoon. Okay. It's it's a principle thing. I I agree. I'm with you. 100%. Anyway, we'll talk more about that next week. With Casey Winters, as long as he's available. Casey Winters, as long as he's free. I'm gonna message him as soon as we're done here and be like, Casey Winters, when is best for you? Okay, anyway, bye. I'm Ethan Edgehill. He's Tyler Carlin. This has been the Monday Lorian. Y'all have a great week. Oh, great. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. I hope you enjoy our episode on Thursday about whatever we talk about on Thursday. Yeah, I have not even begun to think about that. Not at all. Anyway. Okay, bye. Bye.